Hello, it's Charlie O'Shields back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. This is truly one of my favorite times of year and I'm excited for the holiday season. While some say it's the happiest time of year, it can also be the busiest as well. But no matter what, each year I make a little time to sketch and paint every day while I try to keep my inner child from going completely nuts. It's no secret that I get extra childlike this time of year. Well, okay, I admit it. I almost turn into a child and act pretty much like I did way too many years ago now to count. I'm thrilled and excited the entire time, and each shiny light I see makes my heart smile. No matter what you celebrate, I hope you enjoy this final month of the year. For me, it's often a time of quiet contemplation. There's a shiny, fresh new year heading this way, and I think back to everything I've done this past year. Is it everything I'd hoped I'd accomplish? Not at all. That's the beauty of having dreams so big they just take a little more time to mature. So join me now for a collection of stories all about warmth and love in moments past and present as we enter a winter one. Wonderland made by Sketching Holiday Moments. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. Holiday Reflections. Though having a mouse run through your house at the holidays might not be a wonderful thing in reality, you'll find mice popping up all of the time in holiday drawings. I decided to paint my holiday mouse at the moment he discovers his own reflection while scampering through a Christmas tree. While I think mice are rather cute, seeing one flit across the floor is likely to make me scream and hop on a chair like those old cartoons. But I imagine even a mouse would be just as fascinated with all of the glittery wonder of the season. It is now getting very close to Christmas time and seems to be rushing by at an alarming rate. I've not purchased all of Philippe's presents yet and though a portion of it is my own procrastination, a greater portion is that I'm not entirely sure what to get. We're at that age where if I want something you just go out and buy it for yourself. Yesterday when he picked me up from work, I got in the car and noticed a lava lamp sitting there. I was initially thrilled until he informed me that it was his white elephant gift for work. Apparently my constant hints about a lava lamp did manage to make an impact, but failed to connect with the proper recipient. I was secretly relieved though as the color was all wrong, and I'm still holding out for hope that I'll get a better version on the big day. In truth, I just adore opening presents of any kind and get so excited by the act that it often takes me a moment to realize what's actually hiding in there. As a kid, I was far more enamored by the box than what came inside it and wanted to play with that instead. No matter how cool the gift was, the box was the first thing I saw, so it possessed all of the holiday magic. A large box was the most fun, of course, as I was little enough to climb inside. At my adult height, uh, the gift would have to be well over six feet tall in order to accommodate me today. Nothing on my list is remotely this tall, and I'm not sure they even make lava lamps that large, so there will likely be none of those temptations on the big day. Yeah, through all of the glittering lights and wonderful anticipation, I'm mostly just happy to be in these moments once again. The kind with candlelit evenings, wonderful treats, and thoughts of friends and family. 
In truth, this should be every day of the year, but this time of year shines that glittering spotlight on what's most important. And I'm thrilled for the upcoming break from work to enjoy it all properly. The best box that we can receive each year is the one containing all of our food for the holidays. Since much of our tradition is based on Philippe's Parisian one, we have to special order some of the food to replicate the experience. It's set to arrive just a few days before Christmas and it's a thrilling first gift of the season. But through all of the excitement and anticipation, you'll still find me drifting into moments of quiet contemplation. There's a warmth at this time of year that makes a heart more receptive and open. My mind drifts to thoughts of everyone in my life who has touched me in some way. A glorious cast of amazing individuals who sometimes aren't even aware of the pivotal role that they played in my story. In these moments, my heart literally glows with love, and it's the most amazing feeling of all. Life can be a bit daunting at times and demands so much of us, but nothing is ever as satisfying as feeling well and truly loved. Each little gift is simply a token of expression to show another person that you care. And this is the reason that I totally adore this time of year and happily spend it enjoying those quiet moments filled with holiday reflections. Hot Cocoa and Whipped Cream When the weather gets colder, there's no better treat than a mug of hot cocoa made extra special with a dollop of whipped cream. Actually, that last bit applies to a lot of treats as I love whipped cream. Sometimes just a dollop by itself will do nicely. It's still a little too warm here for a treat like this one, but the temperatures are already beginning to drop a bit. Soon a jacket will be required to go outdoors and it will be sweater weather again. A time when the side effects of indulging in a bit of whipped cream can be hidden properly. As a kid, hot cocoa was always served with little marshmallows on top. Usually just three, but it was enough to make things feel festive and fun. You could eat all of them first, or like I preferred, attempt to sip and save them for closer to the end as a bit of a finale. This kind of drink was actually made from a powder, which wasn't the same as real hot chocolate. That's a delicacy I would only discover later in life and still the kind I prefer today. So many drinks came in a powder that you could mix with water or milk when I was a kid. There were packets in the cabinet for everything you could imagine. Red flavored drinks that tasted very red, not really like a recognizable flavor, that would stain your tongue to the same color. Of all the powder, my favorite was Strawberry Quick, which came in a metal container with a pink bunny on it. It now comes in a plastic one with a brown bunny and has been renamed Nesquik, without the artificial flavor and colors. I've not tried it as an adult to see if it still tastes the same, but I'm fine just remembering it instead. I'm still not sure if I enjoyed the flavor as much as the experience of turning a glass of milk bright pink. That was really fun. And though things processed into a powder were probably not very healthy, the fact that I could make them myself was really cool. It's a ritual I still remember after coming home from school each day, watching something on television in order to procrastinate or entirely avoid doing my homework. 
Even without powdered drinks and cartoons, I'm still rather good at procrastinating as an adult. A bad habit that I'll just go ahead and blame on that pink bunny with a strawberry hat. But the sheer wonder of drinks like this is the ability to simply sit, sip, and enjoy without worrying about anything at all. I think in the end, that's what makes them so special. These days, you might find me curled up with a blanket in front of the fireplace during the winter, cupping a warm drink in my hands and just staring at the flames. In this perfect moment, there are no thoughts of the laundry piled up and demanding to be done or the bills that need to be paid. No, in this moment, none of those tedious adult things seem to matter. I'm transported back to the days far simpler when there wasn't a care in the world. A happy break from the cold chill in the air and the incredibly wondrous experience of spending time with just the crazy dreams in my head and some hot cocoa and whipped cream. Memories of Ice Skating once I decided to take a bit of a chance and doodle wash a human, which is incredibly rare for me, as I'm not well practiced in drawing them. So I figured some practice was probably in order and took a moment to sketch one. This little girl reminded me of when I was a kid and attempted ice skating for the very first time. I was really not good at all and everyone around me seemed to possess a quiet confidence that I simply didn't have. It was like everyone naturally knew how to skate with ease and I was the one awkward kid who hadn't inherited the skating gene. I was amazed by those kids who could lace up those shoes with the knife blades on the bottom and gracefully sail across the ice. I would just shove off and slide forward, awkwardly hoping I didn't land flat on my face. It strikes me now that I was maybe a bit too old by the time I tried it. While still a child, I was already growing up and wanting to do things perfectly rather than simply have a bit of fun while trying them. My promise to myself in the coming year will therefore be to simply have fun doing things and see if just maybe in the process, I can end up doing things I never dreamed I could. What I remember most about ice skating were those wonderful moments when I sailed forward effortlessly. Sure, I would end up using the wall to stop myself, having never figured out how to stop properly on those things, but I would do it just for a moment. In that glorious moment, I forgot all of the fears that were making me so bad at skating in the first place and just skated with glee instead. About the time I would hit that wall and lurch to a very ungraceful stop, the feeling would fade. But I would just shove off once more and keep on trying and failing and then trying once more. One would think that since I never learned to skate perfectly that I would have had bad memories of those attempts. Yet all I remember was the fun I had attempting it and those tiny moments of victory. Sure, I've always been a bit of an optimist, but those moments are awesome. Those little victories may not count for much by themselves when they happen, but when put together, they add up to a lifetime of achievement. As I look back on my life now, I realize that beside every tiny failure, there was usually always a tiny victorious moment as well. One so small that it often couldn't distract me from my wallowing in my current deficiencies. I wanted to do things perfectly, but never stopped to understand what that even meant. 
Was I meant to skate exactly like those other kids I admired? Was that the definition of success? At the time, I assumed that it was, but thankfully, as I've grown older, I've realized it's not the case at all. That little girl, who seemed like she was born on skates, used to make me feel inadequate. Today, I've learned that I have a gift that works perfectly well for everything I want to accomplish in life. Dogged determination. It's less about innate skill and more about feverishly trying something until I can prove to myself that I can sort of do it properly. Thinking back to that kid I used to be, I'm glad he taught me to never give up. And I'm thankful for these enlightening memories of ice skating. Winter Redbirds As the weather gets colder, many birds are rushing off to a warmer climate. Something many of us humans wish we could do as well. Perhaps that's why I've always loved the Northern Cardinal, or Redbird as my family called it, because he always stuck around to freeze his little butt off with us. It's hard to complain about the cold when a tiny bird a fraction of your size seems undaunted by the drop in temperatures. And I always found this quite comforting. With precious few other birds around in the winter, the show-stopping beauty with its fiery red feathers can be seen flying across the winter snow, stopping every so often to sit on a frozen branch. The enhanced contrast with the wide of the snowy landscape is gorgeous and one of the reasons that have made this bird into a holiday icon. Well, that and the fact that he's red, of course. There's just something magical about these birds. Despite being incredibly common where I live, seeing one always causes a rush of excitement as though one just spotted a unicorn. Actually, while visiting my mom in Texas, a story came on television about the famous at the time unicorn named Lancelot. He was the star attraction of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus during the mid 80s. He was covered in white fur and had a single horn and so people just assumed he must be magical. In reality, it was nothing more than a common billy goat that had its horn fused into one shortly after birth. This has nothing to do with the red birds I know, but I'm just easily distracted. Except, I guess, to say that sometimes, when we want to believe something is special, it just is, no matter how common it may actually be. So the sight of a redbird during the snowy winter months will always thrill me. One was sitting just outside the door of our snow-covered terrace last year, and I stood there staring at it, completely fascinated. Actually, it was staring back at me, so we ended up in a staring contest, and that lasted until he suddenly flew away. I'm not sure how the rules of staring contests work when one of the opponents is actually capable of flight, much less has an extra eyelid, so I had no idea how to declare a winner, but it really didn't matter. It was just wonderful to experience such a magical moment, a beautiful red visitor to add a little burst of color in the bleak midwinter. Perfectly ordinary, yet suddenly amazing. Frosty the Snowman Certainly one of the most heard songs this time of year is Frosty the Snowman. 
It was first heard in 1950 when recorded by Gene Autry and was written in hopes of getting another hit like the previous year's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Though not quite the chart-buster as the number one hit of Rudolph, it managed to make a respectable showing at number seven that year and promptly became a holiday classic. I actually prefer Frosty to the other song as I like the story better. There's just something awesome about the idea of a snowman coming to life with just a special hat. But even better is that Frosty is kind of nuts. Despite the warm sun, he risks everything to have a little fun, wreaking havoc on the town square and disobeying traffic rules. Totally love the idea of letting an inner child run wild for a moment or two. It's perfectly insane in the most joyous way and exactly the kind of magical snowman I'd like to get if I were lucky enough to find a hat like that one. All that to say, the cartoon version of Frosty is rather cute. But in reality, when I imagined it, it could be rather frightening. Snowmen have always looked a bit sweeter and more approachable in illustrated form. The real version, while fun to create, can quickly take on a rather ghostly and garish look. Bits of leaves and dirt that got rolled up into the ball and sunken eyes that got pushed a little too far inside with childish exuberance. Seeing one of those wander around the neighborhood could actually be more shocking than magical. I would hope that if a snowman were ever actually to spring to life, he would have the good sense to transform himself into a cartoon. Then it would be a bit like the original Pete's Dragon and super cute, rather than something alarming. Although never having seen a cartoon in real life, that might be just as alarming, but I'd be willing to risk it for a chance to meet him. Each day, the clock ticks closer to the time when we get to open presents and enjoy a once a year meal of amazing things. Even without a magical snowman, I still get super excited this time of year. I adore giving gifts and it's so much fun I forget to regard my own with the same enthusiasm. Luckily, Philippe is the same way. We have to open gifts one at a time and separately so that the other can enjoy the reaction properly. The anticipation becomes something else entirely. A moment where you hope beyond hope that you chose correctly and have made the other person's heart smile. It strikes me that as much as I love to receive gifts, what I remember most is watching Philippe open his each year. That's the most amazing and wonderful time of all. An extraordinary moment when just the right elements come together to produce a little holiday joy. No less magical than that time those kids unexpectedly created Frosty the Snowman. One Little Light Philippe and I were shopping recently and I saw a red lantern that we almost purchased but decided we didn't have anywhere to put it. We don't decorate for all of the seasons but we do go a little nuts each Christmas, always adding a little something more to the decor each year. I really wanted the lantern and told myself it was only one little light after all. But it's true, we don't have enough room for the decorations we've already acquired and have to make tough choices each year as to what gets displayed. 
Even so, my inner child was once again screaming with delight, and it was still in my mind. Though the lights on the tree are certainly dazzling, the warm light of candles always makes my heart happy. I have to marvel at the effect that one little speck of light can create. Just a single lit candle can fill a room with so much love and possibility. Though we have some real tapered candles and votives, many of our candles are now controlled by a remote. Even still, a flickering speck of light always creates a perfectly wonderful mood. Actually, we really adore our remote-controlled candles. They flicker like the real thing and create a beautiful glow. We bought a set for my mother a couple of years ago, and when we visited her recently, we saw she had purchased several more. In fact, she now has far more than we do, which I was just a touch jealous about, but thrilled she enjoyed them so much. And I was once more struck by just how something so small can make life more wonderful. This is how I feel when I sit down every day to sketch and paint a little something for these posts. My doodle washes are not grand paintings and they are always done very, very quickly. I enjoy that speck of moment each day. I realized early on that I don't have the patience to spend days on a single painting. This initially bothered me and I was distraught thinking I would never be a true artist. But instead of worrying too much about it, I just used my flaw to define my style. My mad dash doodle washes create a look that was definitely me in 45 minutes or less. I fully realized that I don't follow the expected patterns as an artist blogger as well. From the beginning I've talked about life instead of technique, and chose to inspire rather than teach by simply showing up each day. Thankfully I'm joined by fabulous friends who write wonderful reviews and tutorials, and I can passionately promote all of the art teachers who have inspired me along the way. One of the things I've learned on this art journey is that you have to trust your own flame. No matter what you see others doing, if you yourself don't feel a passion for that, you should follow your heart instead. Sure, once again, this is my inner child talking, but it's something I truly believe. I've never been one of the cool kids, but I'm always honest and true to myself. And as it turns out, this is a quality that we admire in each other. Each of us provide a unique and beautiful glow in this world. My holiday wish is that each of us take just a moment by the glow of a candle and celebrate those unique traits that make us who we truly are. In this busy and overcrowded world, it can seem daunting to ever be noticed as an artist. But I've learned that if you just keep showing up, you can be that candle to provide a bit of happiness and joy. We don't have to be the most famous artist in the world. Sometimes a world of hope can come from just one little light. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. Thank you.